This is Drifting on Memories radio podcast show. I'm Raul. I am in uh, Echo Park at the uh, El Clasico Tattoo Shop, sitting down with a really good friend of mine, Sal Preciado, of, uh, of uh, the um, El Clasico Tattoo right here on Sunset um, Tattoo Parlor. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we've been friends for a number of years, and, you know, I've always uh, admired what you do and, how, you know, how long you've been doing it and, you know, the fact that, uh, that you're still here. Um, so before this... I took a little walk around the neighborhood and I mean, I'm not from the neighborhood here and that's why I didn't call it Echo Parque yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. because, uh, you know, um, but I know the neighborhood long enough and I know the, the people, some people that, that uh, grew up here to know that it's a, um, it's a, uh, um, a real clear sign of what gentrification looks like. But uh, but we'll get into that. We'll get into like the the shop, you tattooing, and then also of course the the low riding side of it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, so thanks again for doing it. I appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. All right, cool. Yeah, and so it's been kind of like a long time coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, We've been yeah. trying to set this up. Yeah. Um, which is weird because we you know we talk so much and hang out so much, but uh, but uh, it worked out. Um, so just kind of like what where we're at now tell me right. a little tell me a little bit about that bro like how like not only not only when you opened it but why you decided to open it and and i guess you i guess you got to talk about like your tattoo history before that right well let's see so i opened up in the 2008 and uh i used to have a shop out in off of a uh, hollywood and vine okay so you had a shop before this one here i had a shop okay, on okay. hollywood and okay. vine uh-huh. <clears throat> for a few years uh-huh. And, uh, and I just I just I just got burned out having the shop over there. It was just eh, it was too many years of craziness. What what years were when you had the Hollywood shop? Wow, like let's see. So I opened up here two thousand eight. So I was on Hollywood Boulevard for probably like the late nineties, or yeah, nineties two thousand all the way up to two thousand eight. So I opened up here. So your first shop, Holly, first shop, right? The first shop, yeah. Hollywood Boulevard, two thousand. What what year did you say? Uh, it was probably like uh, two thousand. Well, I was there like late uh, 1990s. But what it was is that I, I used to work for somebody okay. there at that shop. Okay. Okay. And uh, they ended. You know, I worked there for about a year or two, and then uh, the owner of the shop, he was one of the dudes that owned uh, quite a few other shops on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Yeah. So he closed it up okay. one day out of nowhere, uh-huh. and me and a bunch of the guys that, that worked there, we got together and we were like, hey man, we think we could do this. So we talked to the owner of the building, mm. and the owner of the building was like, you know what, if you guys want it, you guys can have it. Okay. So we all got together and we ended up uh, owning, the, owning the shop. Okay. So I kind of ask all that because <clears throat> I think even, even in the early 2000s, late 90s, I kind of feel even Hollywood Boulevard, which had tattoo shops, was probably one of the only places that had tattoo shop after tattoo shop. You know what I mean? Like there was not a lot of cities that had tattoo shops. And then even in those times, even in the early 2000s, you just didn't see tattoo shops in suburban cities and anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody knew like uh, if you wanted to get tattooed, you'd go to Hollywood because there was so many tattoo shops. Right, 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 right. And like fast forward to like 2008, I was like, 
I'm done with all that. Like, I want to move into a spot where there's nobody at. Where there's nobody, yeah. So my first idea was to move to Cesar Chavez and Mott. Okay. In East L.A. In East L.A., yeah. Like, around where Candela's uh, Candela's guitar shop is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the the way I came up with the name El Clasico was because that area of East L.A., it's like, it's old, it's classic, it's got this just good vibe. Okay. Um, I'd like the the old barber shops they had right. like boxing memorabilia right. uh, I my grandparents used to take them there when I was a kid okay I couldn't find anything so I lived here in Echo Park it was 2006 when I was living here in Echo Park and uh, I don't know I, I just used to walk around here man I used yeah. to walk around the park and yeah. I was like I was like man where am I gonna open up this sh- where am I gonna open up my shop at yeah and uh, that's good okay uh huh and uh you know, I didn't think that Echo Park was going to blow up the way it did. Yeah. I mean, right. there was... At that time, you didn't that see time, it like that. No, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there was like... It was still the neighborhood. Right. There was a lot of gang activity. Right. Um, I was not sure of if if I was to open. Like, right. how would I be... How, how would I make it? How mm-hmm. would I do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that there was politics to this. Right, right, right. So, I... Uh, street politics. Street politics. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to open it up, man, and, and, and see what happens. Okay. So, yeah, 2008, that's when we opened up. 2008, Sunset Boulevard, Echo mm-hmm. Park. Right. El Clasico. El Clasico. Like that. So, a little, a little uh, backside, backstory. Um, I don't know if you were open a year, two years, but uh, uh, me and my homeboy, Ernie, uh, he lived right up the street, right? So, mm-hmm. we all of, all of a sudden, we knew, <clears> like, <throat> oh, shit, a tattoo shop. You know what I mean? El Clasico. So we're already, we're already like, all right, legit. Like, all right, fucking not some hipster name, not some, you know, because we had seen what's going on in Silver Lake. All right. We knew, oh, Silver Lake's done. That's it. It's done, right? right? Uh, with gentrification. But we knew Echo Park was untouched. And we knew why. Because the gang activity, because the rival neighborhoods, right? But I walked in, bro. I walked in, maybe your first year here, you know, just to just to fucking just to check it out almost. You know what I mean? I don't know if I bought a sticker or if I bought a shirt, but my admiration at that time was like, fuck yeah, you know, like here's here's a shot of our people. Here's our people's mm-hmm. shop and it's almost like letting it be known like we're we've been here. Bro, this is our neighborhood. That was the point. Yeah. That was the point of of you know, back then there wasn't one tattoo shop that their name was in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That that mm-hmm. was my point. I was like, you know what, man? If if I'm gonna open up a shop, like I'm, I'm I don't have partners in over there anymore. I'm gonna do my own thing. Right. This is gonna represent me. It's gonna represent my 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 community. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna name it El Clasico. Yeah. And if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. But this is who I am, and and this is what I'm gonna do. So right. so I did it. So. Like for you even to walk in and even right. think that that's pretty cool, bro. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, definitely. That, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, uh, roughly twelve years, more than twelve years, you've been, right? Going on 2000. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Twelve years. Yeah. Twelve Good. years over. What was it like as far as, uh, because it it we can't we I can't even say Echo Park without already thinking you know what I mean already thinking maybe La Loca. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I have homies that grew up here from the mm-hmm. neighborhood. I've had homies that passed away from the neighborhood. Uh, and then just, you know, um, just always hearing, like, the, the, the shit that goes down because of all, like, the the nearby neighborhoods to right. this. Right. Okay. So, 
at that time you open up and I know eventually somebody's gonna come say, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, from the neighborhood, from, and I'm talking from Echo Park. You know what I mean? So without getting too, too much into detail, yeah. but how, what was that like for you? Well, well, when I first opened up, I remember we were doing some work inside the shop. And I'll just say that the, the, the neighborhood committee mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would hang out across the street. Okay. And uh, I'd see them and, 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 you know, they'd see me and they'd kind of be, you know, I already know what the deal is. They're yeah. already scoping, scoping me out, it feeling out, yeah. it out, uh -huh. like, who yeah. is this dude, uh -huh. um, you know. The and, welcoming uh, committee. The, yeah, the welcoming <laughs> committee. And, uh, yeah, man, the, we just had the door open and, and uh, we were doing some work and uh, we had some stuff by the door and next thing it was gone. So okay. that, the first week that I opened up, I was already getting robbed. Okay, yeah. Um, after that, once I opened my doors, you know, I had, uh, you know, I had some people that wanted to come and investigate, mm -hmm. you know, what the deal was. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not getting too much detail on who, yeah. who, who yeah. was who or right, anything right, like right, that. Right. But they, they'd come in and be like, so, you know, you know where you're at? Uh -huh. You know, that famous right. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where yeah. you're at? Uh -huh. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know where I'm at. Yeah. And they're, uh, you know, there was just a list of... Uh, questions that I was being right. that I was being right being asked right 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 and yeah. I had to answer them correctly yeah. uh -huh. it wasn't one of those it wasn't like uh no like a nice interview or no, anything no, like no, that. no 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 it's not uh, even you can get any of them wrong you got to get them all right you yeah. got to get them you right. got to answer them all and, right yeah and, yeah. You, and you, they're not showing no fear either right 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 um so yeah it was it was pretty much like that and it was like that for quite a few years it, yeah. it, it, oh, okay. it didn't just go oh, away okay. yeah yeah it didn't just go away I remember you telling me a story once where <clears throat> we're sitting here at the tattoo shop and we're kind of looking around and you started telling me like, ah, oh, these, these white tattoo shops are opening up around here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you, and I said, yeah, but you know, that's just, that's just the way it happens today. Or it's obviously gentrified or whatever, something like that. And, uh, and you, you told me, no man, like, um, you said something like, I, I paid my dues here. Like not only did I have to, not only did I have to kind of prove myself to be here, to the neighborhood, to the, uh, um, I'm just going to say it, to the gang here, but you said there was a lot of times they would come in and, and I had to hook them up or I had to tattoo them. You, and so you said something along those lines, like there was a lot of years that I paid my due to establish myself here. You know what I, I mean? Did, yeah. And, 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 I did. and that's what you, you told me, you said, and that's kind of like what bugs me that a lot of these places around here don't have to do that so much or, or maybe don't have to do that, but don't, and maybe it was because you, because you cared to do that to the, for the community. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. So, so I, I opened up, but I, I opened up because I was trying to, you know, do something for my community. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I wanted to make sure that I treated the people in, in this community, right. Yeah. You know, even though if they were gang members right. or, or they were uncertain of who I was mm -hmm. and just because I, you know, I, I, I never lied where I was from, you know, yeah. I always said I was from the east side and mm -hmm. this is considered the west side. Right. So there was always a little bit of a problem there. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, I was kind of looked at right. kind of as like, man, who is this guy? Right, like, right, who, right. You know, mm -hmm. where's he been at? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I just had a lot of questions that I had to answer, but, yeah. but you know, they, you know, people would come in and, and, you know. They want the neighborhood hookup. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And you know what? 
cool. Yeah. I yeah, did yeah. the neighborhood mm-hmm. hookup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not because for any other reasons, because I wanted to, man. Yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I knew some of these people um, were testing me. Yeah. And right. those were some tests that I, I, I had to go through mm-hmm. and I had to pass those tests. Right, right. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like super friendly. Right. Uh, sometimes it was kind of nerve-wracking yeah, because right, it wasn't right, just sure. one person in right, here. Right, 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 for sure. There was a few people in here that mm-hmm. were like yeah. watching me while I'm tattooing. So can you imagine like there's somebody, you're trying yeah. to do yeah. some good work yeah, on somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's somebody watching yeah. you like this motherfucker, like any little thing they were trying to like, yeah. who is this dude? Where is he for? Like any little fucking thing, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had, to go th- I had to go through all those tests, man. So like now that, you know, now that it's different and, and there's uh, new people moving in and new right. spots opening up, right. it's like, man, these guys don't know what it was like. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it was like, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I, I kind of paved the road. Yeah. So, in turn, I feel that, you know, man, it's just... Uh, you can't just come in here yeah. and just think that, oh, it's all safe now. It's right. no problem. Right. It's safe now. Right. Yeah. The community is safe now. Yeah. I mean, it is safe. Right. But <clears throat> being from this, commu- this neighbor in this mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. it still has an element of that danger. So, a couple, um, I, you know, you were talking about, like, they would come in and I kind of have to give the, the neighborhood hookup almost. Mm-hmm. like. And and I feel like that's that's a given. That's an unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in their neighborhood, you kind of you have to give the yeah. neighborhood hookup. And then I and then I think that you play by the rules in that yeah. sense, right? In the street rules, right? Because I was right? schooled by that. Right. I, I know how that works. And then I think about these new places popping up around here mm-hmm. that are, and we called them spa tattoo shops earlier when we were talking. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, bro, I would like to see them. Um, I would like to see them acknowledge you in the sense of like. We're here because Sal posted here and and pay and paid the dues, and we're here because because uh, the community is changing and it's a little bit safer to be here. Not to say it's the safest, but it's a right. little bit safer to be here. Yeah. But I think that that's that's what bugs me the most when they open up around here is that is that they can't they they don't don't give you that credit to say hey the fact that you fucking posted up here stayed here did what you have to do. Pay the pay what you had to pay. You yeah. know what I mean, um, and it's kind of allowed us to be here. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you, well, man. The, the, the thing is also is that um, when I opened up, man. Like I said, nobody wanted to open up around here, man. There was seven o'clock. The shops were done. There was yeah. nobody out here. Now, unless you know, you know, people doing right. their thing out in the street. Right. But, uh, right. There wasn't nobody that wanted to move over here. Mm-hmm. There was prob there was one little shop around here, but they weren't they weren't about tattooing. They were running some other thing. They were doing, they were doing else, their yeah. own thing, and, and, and you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know people do what they do. Yeah. But um, yeah, nobody wants to open up around here. Yeah. And there was times where I I tell people like they'd be like, oh man, so where are you opening up at? I'd be like, man, I'm opening up over there in Echo Park, and they'd yeah. be like, oh nah, dude, no way. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, what's the deal? Yeah. yeah. They're tattoo like, people would tell you that. Yeah, yeah, like, no way. People. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, nah, man, it's dangerous over there. Those guys, this and this and that, yeah. that. And I was like, well, this is where I'm at, man. Come by, check it out, man. Yeah. Come hang back. And yeah. they're like, nah, no way. No way. They wouldn't do dude, that. There wasn't yeah. nobody around here. Yeah. 
All right, all right. So I don't want to get too much stuck on on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on this yeah, stuff yeah. right here, even though it's super like it's super interesting. I mean, we can keep on going. I know going. that's a, that's the a thing, though, bro. Yeah, it, and the other thing I was gonna mention is certain shops take on the the neighborhood they're in. So I'm assuming that neighborhoods that they beefed with wouldn't come in here. You know what? Uh, there was certain times where I would have somebody from another neighborhood. There was this one time yeah. where I had um, a certain group of people in here. Yeah. Um, they're a pretty big group. They're a pretty big biker group, let's just say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had the neighborhood council in here. Oh, in here. In here. Okay. So both opposing groups. Okay. And the friction in here oh, wow. was thick. Thick. <laughs> Dude, it yeah. was thick. <laughs> it was yeah. like something out of mov- a yeah. movie. Shit. So I had these guys behind me, uh, this, big, this biker group. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had the guys from the neighborhood out in the front. And th- it was like a movie. These guys were just like at, at a stand-up, just staring yeah. at each other, just yeah. waiting to see what was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I had to, I had to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had yeah. to be yeah, like, hey, how can yeah. I help you guys? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, uh-huh. man, like, yeah. I'm busy right now. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll help you when I get mm-hmm. back, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and keep it professional because yeah. yeah. that's the way... You know, uh, I conducted my I conduct myself, and you know that's that's what the shop's about. Just yeah. uh, uh, you know, being professional, man, and 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 uh, yeah. treat, treating the neighborhood right. And treating the neighborhood and our people right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, tattooing, bro. How'd you even? Because I know that you know we've talked a lot about like your your upbringing, and, and we'll get into that too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like the punk scene and the punk yeah. bands that you've been a part of, and yeah. the music that you grew up with, and the and the skate scene and everything like that. But so, kind of fast forward a little bit on that. How how did it come about? Like tattooing, was it an art thing first? Was it had art always been a part of your life, or did you kind of were you kind of one of those guys where you kind of just jumped into tattooing, like picked up a gun and jumped into that? Not even man. You, you know, when when I was a kid, man, I sucked at school. Okay. I was not, I was not good in school. Yeah. All I was really good at was was drawing. Okay. I'd love to draw. Yeah. So this is back in Montebello. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one of my good friends, Francisco Ramos. You know, I, I I'd spend a lot of time at at his house. Okay. And his house, a lot of people, a few of his family members would parole there. Okay. So I got my first glimpse of tattooing at that house. Mm. And what I saw, man, it was just amazing to me, bro. Yeah. Like, w- what are these guys doing with this li- with this m- little machine, and just doing these fucking letters across, you know, their backs, yeah. neighborhoods, all. And I was just like, How old are you What then, is so? that? I How was, old are you? I was probably like nine. Like nine years old. Nine. And you saw that, and you're like, What's I, going on? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I, I already, I mean, I was a little kid. I sucked in school. I. I all I really, all I really liked was just doing art, man. Yeah. My brain was just I would I, I could not focus. I was okay. one of those kids that short attention span. Yeah, but yeah, something yeah. with drawing. Yeah. I was there. I was stuck. Focused. Focused, yeah. man. And whatever was going on, whatever you know, problems at home, anything, it would just disappear. I was in in what I was doing. Okay. So yeah, so I I, I saw these these homies just tattooing, man, yeah. in the kitchens. Yeah. You know, just doing this kitchen of this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though you didn't pick up a gun that at that age, it stuck with you. It stuck that, with me. 
that image, those memories stuck yeah. with you. Yeah. All right. I mean, it took me a long time to get into tattooing, man. I oh, didn't, okay. I, I didn't. Okay. I didn't start tattooing until I was twenty-seven. I'm, wow. I'm forty-nine now. So no, let's, I'm forty-eight, but I'm gonna be. Okay, 48. so let's talk about that, bro. So you, families from East LA, grandma still has a home in East LA mm-hmm. by El Pino. Right by, by El Pino. Folsom, yeah. Yeah, on Folsom. On right. Folsom. Okay, so if anybody knows the movie Blood In, Blood Out, they know that El Pino. Yeah, right? Blood In, Blood Out. Um, American Me. American Me, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. Grandma still has a home there? You still have a family home there? My you gran- have more than one family my home. My grandparents there. passed away, so they ended up... Uh, my uncle took over the home, and he ended up selling the house. Okay, all right. So we don't have the house there anymore, but I was lucky enough to actually get a, a, a home four houses down from where from where your from grandma like lived. great grandparents okay. lived yeah okay. and my grandmother great grandparents grandparents and your mom my grew mom, up there yeah wow okay yeah and uh you were you were saying you did a lot of your upbringing in the area of montebello east la well so my mom uh it was just you know i know brothers no sisters just me and my mom oh okay only child so okay my mom was like you know your, you know your uncle's about some crazy shit around here. Oh, okay. And he was like, she was like, I don't want you getting mixed up in any of that. So she moved us. She moved me to Montebello. She moved you out of Montebello. Yeah, East she, LA. Moved, she moved me out of East LA, my grandparents' uh-huh. house, to Montebello. To Montebello. Yeah. And we lived, in, like the, the, the you know the, kind of like the poorest part of Montebello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was right across the street from the Quiet Canyon. Oh, 716 yeah. North Garfield. I oh, still Gar- remember. On Garfield. On Garfield, oh, bro. Shit. Okay. Uh-huh. On Garfield. Right across from the golf course there, right? That's from right, the, dude. Yeah, from the quiet Gar- yeah. yeah. Yeah, right there, man. And then, uh, so, in that little area, people that were trying to get away from shit from yeah. East LA. Right, right, right. Were moving we're into moving these. Into those it was Whittier, Montebello, Pico. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, especially that little area right yeah, there. Yeah. It was you know, saturated with all these apartments, Apartments, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lo- that strip there. right there, right between like uh, Beverly and the freeway, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, on Garfield, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, my my mom was already was separated. I didn't have a dad. I didn't have no brothers and sisters. So my mom couldn't, you know, she couldn't really, um, you know, keep me from not going out and all that stuff. I was out, man, as a little yeah. kid, nine years old, dude. I mean, I was watching these dudes fucking slamming heroin, yeah. tattooing. Yeah. Um, there was drive-bys. I mean, yeah. I seen all of that as a, like, of that a shit, young yeah. age. So those were the people I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Those were people that were that had the badass tattoos, mm-hmm. neighborhood tattoos, okay. and I was like, whoa. Yeah. I want to look like these dudes. And there was a lot. That's like a, a lowrider hotspot too, bro. You it know was. what I mean? Like I know car clubs that meet at Quiet Canyon mm-hmm. at the at the at the Quiet at the, Quiet Canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet <laughs> Canyon. Yeah, yeah. They meet there yeah. or they they drive through there. You know, like Montebello's has been like a hotspot for lowriding. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, my my uncle, he, um, let me see, my uncle that was married to uh, my aunt. He used to collect cars. Okay. So he was just this this car dude. Okay. So he's the one who had the seventy Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. And then he yours had, is seven. Mine's your, a seventy one. Yours is seventy one. Okay. And then he had a seventy two. Oh, nice. So I remember like getting in those cars and just like yeah. just tripping out and yeah, just yeah. being like, "Wow, look at these look at these cars, man!" Yeah. And what he would do with them. Uh-huh. Right, he never got a chance to really fix them up super nice. Right. Yeah, we were broke. Right, we right, right, from right. Broke family. Right. And uh, but in Montebello, 
I would walk to uh, the corner liquor store, and, yeah. there, and there was like these nicer houses right there by Ashia Park. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a guy there, an older guy. I think his name was like either Sid or 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 Moses or something, uh-huh. but he had like the old bombs, man. Yeah, right. And he had his garage just like all fixed all up, fixed just up, like yeah. all fixed, just yeah. like all all, you know, all the flags hanging, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the Corona yeah. girls, and yeah, all yeah. this, just all, <laughs> all the lowriders. What stuff. years would you th- say this is, huh? Dude, I was a teenager, bro. Eighties like, or something? Nah, yeah, eighties. Eighties. So well, now I was like young, man. I guess yeah. I was like. 12, 11, 12. Wow. I was going yeah. to that store to play video games. And okay, stuff. yeah. And I'd go over and, I, and I'd walk in there and, and uh, he used to call me little Fernando. Okay. Because, you know, I was a little chunky kid yeah, yeah. and I like to play baseball. Oh, all right, all right. And he was on to the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So he'd be, hey, come over, little Fernando. Mm-hmm. So I'd chat with him and I'd, I'd check out his cars and, dude, I'd see him like, going up and down nice. and just like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Blew your mind. Blew my mind, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I remember telling him, I was like, and, and I see him, I'd be like, yeah, when I get big, I'm going to get a car like that. All right. You know, already just like kind of tough and all that. I'm going to get a car like that. And he goes, oh, yeah? I was like, yeah. He's all, well, why don't you clean those rents for me then? All right. So I go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I clean his rents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was got, like, uh, that was like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. But that, I'm your dude. <laughs> but, you know, he was he was a little bit annoyed by me because I was like that, that, that fucking, uh, that kid that like, you know, I was just like fucking a little troublemaker. Oh, so he okay. really didn't want me around there. Okay. But since I was, he was like... Do something. Here's, yeah, here. <laughs> here well, that's what I'm do, do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, do something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know, so I, I got a, you know, got a chance to see like, you know, his old bombs and see all this stuff. And, it's, and I was just like, man, this is fucking rad, dude. Like, so, so, um... And sorry to be jumping around and stuff like that, That's but right. just it's just because we we you know we've been friends for so long and we, and we have like we we know each other's background. But so in the punk scene mm-hmm. and in the skate scene, how how did low riding and that culture even stick around with you while you were while you were skating and playing in punk bands and you know what I mean? And I know that you even got to a port to a point to a part where you were touring and you were like, I did. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's see. What, how, how do those two worlds even fucking even? How do they even combine with each other? Is what I'm saying. Well, the the, the trip about that is that okay. So, in East Los Angeles, there was a big punk scene, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of backyard parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, everybody that was into punk had a, a uncle or a cousin or yeah. somebody that was from so the a low neighborhood. Rider. Oh, right, 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 from a neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. So. You would see like the low rider pull up and, and yeah. let a few the punk driveways kids, or, or let oh, a few okay. of the punk kids come out yeah. and let, or they would park and come yeah. and, and, and trip out on like these these crazy punk kids in a slamming pit. Right, right, right. So it, it was it was always kind of it was always kind of there, man. And it was just a, it was just so much of a part of me that mm-hmm. you know anytime there was like an, a low rider, and I'd be like, whoa, check that shit out, man. Right. Yeah. You know, even though I was in the skating and right. and, and uh, low ri- low rider cars were still like uh, skaters still skaters punkers still admire the cars. Hell yeah! Well, the ones from those areas, like yeah. the Chicano skater punkers, oh yeah, still like had an admiration for low rider cars. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. What um, what what do you think it is though, bro? Like I want to ask you because you're you're a low rider. You have a seventy one Monte Carlo mm-hmm. lowered. You know, uh, super clean. 
what do you think it was that that brought them those worlds together and we talked about this before this we talked about like suicidal tendencies and we talked about the whole the whole look of the Pendletons and the you know what I mean yeah 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 I don't know man I think that um why was it why were both worlds so accepting of each other I think because it was kind of an an, an outlaw culture, man. Mm. An outlaw culture that kind of kind of met in the middle, man. We kind of mm. we kind of mm-hmm. we kind of knew what right. what both sides were about. We right. kind of had like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was it like a this? We just had this connection, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, like w- mm-hmm. you know how we were saying how punkers be- mm-hmm. were like somehow kind of started looking like cholos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some of punkers later grew to be cholos and be, to be get, cholos, get in. Yeah. But I think you're right, bro, when you say like it was a family thing. Like a lot of the young kids that were out skating and being punks, their uncles were from the neighborhoods, their uncles were building lowriders. So yeah. so there was never actually a division. So maybe the question isn't how did they mesh together, but it's 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 like they've always been a part of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, man. Maybe through partying, bro. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Partying brought everybody uh-huh. together, man. Yeah, yeah, that too. So, um, the last band that you were in that was kind of touring uh, was um, Ill Repute? Or... No, no. It was a band. It, it was more of a, a rock and roll punk band. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, the name of the band was Dead Man's Choir. And uh, it it was cool, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we did a little bit of touring. I mean, we we, we did the South by Southwest. Okay. Um, we went out to New Orleans. Well, we played all over the place. All I mean, right. we didn't go like to like Europe or anything like that. Yeah. But you know, we 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 had a pretty good pretty good little following. We played with the okay. U.S. Bombs. We okay. played with uh, I don't know. We played with all kinds of people. Yeah. I remember the Stitches were really big. Yeah. Right. 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 They were right. a great yeah. band. Yeah. yeah I've seen the Stitches out here. Yeah. Great band, and mm-hmm. uh, we used to play with them a lot. And uh, yeah, we played we played all over the place, okay. man. Okay. And you played drums. Yeah. 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 Played drums for many well, years. What was some of your like? Um, what was some of like the fond memories of that of like the touring and playing and you know what I mean? Like, what was something that some of the stuff that sticks out the most out of that? You know, and and why did you decide to? I know it was a different time. Like yeah. at the time, like a lot of people were getting into dope or getting into like you know what I mean, especially like in that music scene. But what was some some of the stuff like? Uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think just the, the coolest things about touring was just getting out, getting out and getting out of just the you know getting out of L.A. and just yeah. seeing different things and mm-hmm. like. You know, like I said, like you know, as a kid, you know, you know, I, you know, grew up, you know, you know, pretty, pretty poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for, for me, I always wanted to get out. Okay. You know, people, you know, a lot of the older homies were always saying like, hey, you know, bro, it's it's a bigger world out there, man. You know, take opportunities. Right, right, right. So I, yeah. So I found that with music and music, you know, I got a chance to go to different places and and and, to me, that's what it was about. I really like just. Getting music out of was LA. A, music was your like opportunity to get out almost music actually uh, actually saved me from like oh, yeah fucking dude I was going prison yeah. prison bound man for sure I yeah, had that yeah, mentality yeah. man I was on yeah. that road mm-hmm. to be prison bound or to be in the neighborhood yeah, to yeah. get killed or something along those lines right because I, you know I was right there yeah 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 it was definitely there yeah. man there was times where it, you know it was like fuck I didn't I didn't get shot mm-hmm. you know. 
we talked about this earlier and I talked to you about some of my friends that I grew up with in, in Encereno and um, and there wasn't really like uh, opportunities there and there was like it was either and I mean I used to skate with them we used to go to punk shows mm -hmm. we used to party but it was almost like hey you either get in the neighborhood or you're gonna keep getting jumped by the neighborhood so you yeah. gotta pick one yeah we know you're a skater we know you're this and that but you got to pick one almost, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like there wasn't much of an opportunity. It wasn't much of a thing. So when you say, I get it when you say like, Hey, music was like that escape was almost, or was what literally saved my life. Yeah. Music, music and skateboarding. Yeah. What were your, what were your influences at that time, bro? Like what bands were you looking up to? What music were you? You know, honestly, what, what started me off playing music was fucking John Bonham, mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that did it for me. Yeah, I think that's like an every drummer. Dude, every drummer, <laughs> every drummer every, reference, right? Every yeah. <laughs> every drummer wants that John yeah. Bonham fucking sound. <laughs> so so yeah, man. I mean, as as soon as I got into music, I kind of stopped hanging out with, you know, people from their neighborhood. You know, because uh, when I was hanging out with certain people from the neighborhood. You know, like I said, I you know I didn't have I didn't have money. My parents, were, my mother was you know she was you know doing the best she could, and and uh, you know it wasn't enough. So you know I was doing things I had to do to make make money. Yeah. And luckily, I didn't end up in worse situations. So once I started playing music, it was like I wasn't hanging out as much. Mm, okay. And I wasn't getting okay. I wasn't getting called to like hey, hey uh, yeah we're gonna we're gonna do some shit we're gonna do this we're gonna that. do some yeah, shit yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and and so I wasn't there anymore yeah because they knew Sal was playing playing drums and, and or then Sal's, by that yeah. so we're so 80s you know I started letting my hair grow long hmm. right yeah and back then it was like ah oh, fool what's up with that long hair <laughs> yeah fool? you're a rocker yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. oh man that's that. you know that's a yeah. white boy shit yeah yeah right 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 and, oh yeah and, and I was like and <laughs> that's I was, a favorite line that's yeah, a white boy shit yeah, yeah. and I was like no, man, you know, I, I'm in a rock and roll, man, you know, and then my grandfather, he was really into like, uh, you know, indigenous culture. Mm. So for me, it was mm. like, it was something new. It mm. was something new and, and, and it felt right to me okay. because as a kid, I was seeing people getting shot. Right. I was seeing people getting lumped up, just right. hurt, right. 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 hurt, like yeah. scary situations. Mm -hmm. And I was young, man. Mm -hmm. um, so for me... I just started getting into music, and I was just like, "There, you know, this is just this is just a better way, man. Yeah. This is a better way." And, right. and uh, you know, my influences for sure, like, um, like I said, I, I I was into all the classical rock, yeah. Um, and then I I really started getting into punk, so I, you know, I I got into like Minor Threat, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, it fucking. Um, who else? The Black Flag, of course, the Black Flag, Circle and Jerks, and all, JFA, yeah. uh -huh. Agent yeah. Orange, and right. all, all the skate skate punks, all the skate punk stuff, yeah, um, just all that stuff. Yeah. And then, um, so then I started playing, uh, you know, thrash metal right. with some friends, right. and then from there on, it was just like full on music, yeah. full on music. And yeah. East LA was having so many backyard parties; right. you, you could play every weekend. Right. And it was rad. So we're I found like another community, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Within your own community. Exactly. Though. We were talking about that too. And we were talking about like the shows back then. And, and you had mentioned before too, like um, you had mentioned 
to me before you're like yeah i think i used to see you at shows and i was like yeah i used to go to those shows and see your band you know mm. the ba- different bands you were in but not to say that those were the safest places either though no way Dude. <laughs> and we were talking about like and i'm gonna just and i'm gonna put it out there but we we're talking about like the San Gabriel Unity skins, and we're oh, talking yeah. about the Venice suicidals, yeah, and we're LMP. talking about the LMPs, yeah. right? And fucking gigs used to jump off like that, bro. Dude, it was, and, and it I was, was like, telling, it was like gang banging. It, it was, was gang banging at gigs, yeah. So it was like, even though we were, it's so crazy because even though we weren't doing hood shit in in our neighborhoods, there was still hood shit going on at our at our shows oh, or yeah. at our. Yeah, at our whatever events or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it was still popping off dude, like, like that. Dude, like I yeah. said, the, the backyard gigs in East L.A., there was this one dude's pad who always had shows. His name was Flipper. Here's this, what's up, Flipper? <laughs> um, dude, yeah. the, I mean, the, the descendants ended up showing oh, up over shit. there. Oh, shit, no way, yeah. But anyways, he'd have shows there, and it was on, what was it, on 3rd and... McDonald or Ford or something like that. Over there where the King oh, okay. Top was at. Oh, okay, yeah, by Ford. Dude, his fucking parties yeah. were off the hook yeah. and fucking violent as oh, shit. hell. Bro. Yeah. Because the homies would come in yeah. there, start drinking beastles yeah. with us, and everything was cool. Uh huh. Next thing you know, oh, they want to get in the they want to get in the, the slimy yeah, pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, still will do from there. What is it, it with cholos in the pit? Hey, dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know who doesn't love a kid? You know, uh, yeah. But I, what I'm saying is that the difference between the LA, East LA punk scene, um, and now I saw it more like, uh, you know, now, you know, I, I, I started seeing it in South Central. But back then it was just East LA, right? But but I say all that to say that, um, that back then we would see cholos in our fucking pits. Oh, like yeah. straight up gangsters oh, in yeah. our pits at our backyard shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and if that's they, what hey, dude, that's one of the flyers they were always they would play like no snapping. No snapping. Because it was those yeah. dudes. No snappers, <laughs> no snapping. They meant exactly those dudes, yeah. Exactly. No snappers, yeah. Like that was gonna change anything, like if the they put it, it on the flyer. Up, it was always like somebody's like, Oh man, that's my fucking cousin. Of course, over of course, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, he has to be in here. Well, we mentioned we you and I were talking about like even like the unities where and I told you and I'm like, dude, a lot oh, of those dude. dudes are fucking Lomas. We're just from Lomas and just started they were just like it got into the punk scene or the skinhead scene and but they were doing just the same shit though, bro. They were fucking shit up the same way. You know? Dude, I, I remember they those dudes would come in and be like a whole different vibe oh yeah you place. knew like you knew they're like, looking right. for it, man. Yeah, yeah. Who's you know, who's gonna get it? Yeah. Because they were I know. fucking like Yeah, I know. You know, a few days ago, they were probably like all fucking lifting weights yeah, and getting ready. I know, and- yeah, the one thing that I did, and I told you this story, I said that they jumped, they jumped one of my homeboys at a, at a gig. But the one thing that I would always like when I would see them come in through even bigger gigs, like when we would go see Bad Religion or we would go see, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like those type of bands, and I would see them come through, um, and I knew like, oh, skinheads are gonna get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Racist skinheads, like yeah, these fools are gonna get it. Oh, yeah. Like these fools are, you know what I mean? These fools are acting hard, mm-hmm. but these fools are about to are about to catch them. You know? <laughs> Dude, there was a time well, when I was playing with this that band Dead Man's Choir. Yeah, we uh, we would go play out in Costa Mesa. Yeah, and there was this place called Club Mesa, mm-hmm. but on the radio, to the this is how Nazi that fucking place yeah. was. They would announce a club Nazi. Yeah, right. Well, one time we played over there, and as soon as we walked in, the door dude, 
big old swastikas on his yeah, neck. Yeah. Anyway, so we were done with the show. We had all these dudes. It was just, in, in my band, it was a Filipino dude and me. Yeah. All the other dudes were white dudes. Cool dudes. But dude, after the gig, bro, yeah. we were outside just hanging out. One of our buddies just fixed up, a, I don't know, he had like a, a 50s Cadillac. Yeah. You know, those yeah. big. Yeah, those big long Cadillacs dropped. And everything. Yeah, fixed it up. He yeah. drove out there to go see us. Well, it's in a strip mall. Yeah. And we see this van just fucking circling the fucking strip yeah. mall. We didn't pay no mind until right. it got close to us and that fucking, that sliding door just yeah. swung open, dude. Yeah. They came out with bats. Yeah. It was the gnarliest fucking free-for-all. Damn. It, dude, yeah. they bashed up the, the, the whole car. fucking car, dude. Yeah. Dude, we came back all kinds of fucking, like, right. just bumps and bruises. It was like, it was crazy, man. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like... Like gangbang it out here, right? But it was still gangbang. But bang. it was still yeah, yeah. It was still like it was still the the same amount of violence and yeah. the same amount of shit. You you have um, like a little slogan or a little thing that I've seen you post up, and it says um, "El Clásico Tattoo." Before before Echo Park was safe, or something like established. that. Established. Established before Echo Park was safe. Yeah. So. It reminds me of like the stories that you're telling now, bro. Like the punk scene before it was safe, right. the tattoo scene before it was safe. You know what I mean? Like posting up a shop in a neighborhood before it was safe. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what like guys like us that we grew up in that. I like, think that I don't want to say that it bugs us, but we acknowledge like, hey, um, we fucking almost paved the 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 way. You know what I mean? We almost paved the way to make this shit even okay for you guys to walk into. That's right. And now you're disrespecting <clears throat> it. In right. the, and now you're disrespecting it in the sense of like making this a spa a spa date. You know, it wasn't like that. And I and I told you, yeah, I remember being a kid, or I remember being young enough to walk into tattoo shops and thinking these guys are assholes. Right. Nobody nobody said, hey, how's it going? You need a tattoo. Nobody said, hey, you want to check out a, a portfolio book. No, these guys are assholes. Nobody even looked at me coming in. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Nobody helped me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, for sure, man. Even before I started tattooing it, I would... Tr That's why it took me so long. It took me like... Tw I was 27 until I was, I was even able to you know, tattoo. I got, I got my first tattoo when I was 17. Yeah. Um, but there was some shops that I'd go to and I'd be like, I'm not going in. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but... Let's see, so back uh, in the 90s, there was this one spot like, that was actually doing like more of like the punk rocker st style tattoos. Okay. And they were out off of Valley Boulevard. Okay. I want to say, like, I don't know, I don't know, somebody might say that I'm wrong, but right. I, I want to say it's like Mike Brown's tattoo shop, but like... Not Avena, not Mike Avena's shop. No, not not in Alhambra tattoo. It was uh -huh. it was more like going towards Almani, I think. Oh, okay, okay. But they were doing like a lot of the punk rock style tattoos, okay. and I was like, you know, I was, you know, skating and all yeah. that, and I was like, man, I'm gonna go check that out because I really wanted to get into tattooing. Okay, you know, because I started saying like, wow, man, this this is fucking great, man. Yeah. You can fucking you know you can make a living off doing right. this. Right, and I, this is what like late late nineties or what is this? This was this was. Let me see. This must have been early '90s or okay. late '80s or something. Okay. And <clears throat> my aunt, she used to work at Mattel Toys. It was a big company, a com you know, the big toy right, company. Right, the toy company, yeah. And they were right by there. Oh, okay. And my aunt would ask me for a ride sometimes, and I'd be like, "Okay, today I'm gonna go check out that oh, spot." Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I drive over there, 
drop her off and I'd look up there and there'd be some crazy looking fools like that. I'd be like, no, not, not today. today. <laughs> Today's not the day. I'm not yeah, going yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, man. It used to be dangerous back then. Now, yeah. But now it's, fuck, dude. Now it's Disneyland, bro. So I'm going to ask you this and I asked you this before. Um, and we talked a little bit about like even we talked about the appropriation of our culture, mm-hmm. of our Chicano culture, of our prison culture, of our um, tattoo and art culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And I asked you, like, what do you think that what do you think can fill that gap between because you and I obviously we've we um, we've kind of got a little chip on our shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right, because we either we've lost family members, or we've lost good friends, right. or we've, you know, we're never. Some are gonna, you know, do prison all their life because of that lifestyle, right? Right. And then I asked, and then I say, like, um, you know, we see it like in the Japanese, some Japanese people taking on the culture, mm-hmm. and then we see, um, and then we see the the white tattooist or the white car builder mm-hmm. um, taking on that culture and stuff mm-hmm. like. What do you feel can kind of fill that gap? What do you believe can fill that gap to make it like where that where it's okay for them to 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 utilize the culture to commercialize it or to make a profit? And then not not so much commercialize it, but make a profit from it. Well, I personally just think that if you're gonna be taking our if you're gonna be taking our shit, you gotta give respects to where it comes from. You know, um, can't just just take and take and take. You gotta give back. Um, you you gotta let it be known where you got it from, and if you do it, you must love it. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you why don't you give some uh, some props to where it comes from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, come over and say, hey, how you doing, man? This is what you do. Like, 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 you know. And and if 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 they have interviews or they're showing off their rides or or mm-hmm. what whatever it is that they're doing mm-hmm. that that's that's basically our shit mm-hmm. you know they can just say like hey you know like um if it wasn't for these guys over here i yeah. mean not necessarily to put us on a pedestal but to give credit where credit's but give due. credit where credit is due man because it's not theirs they, they didn't create it they, they they didn't make it up right and <clears throat> and not to sound all bitter but you know it, it isn't theirs right you know, a lot of people have died over over, over these designs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have uh, have done long prison terms mm-hmm. over these things that these images that they strongly believe in. Mm-hmm. They hold a lot of weight. Or like what you said earlier, where you're like, "Hey, bro, like I had to deal with the neighborhood coming through here whenever they wanted and whatever they wanted, and I had to deal like for many many years." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. If you're if you're not already still doing that, because you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I was in here one time. And there was a dude from the hood, and he walked up in here, and he walked back here, and you're like, yeah, it's cool, he's he's cool, you know, he's a little bit tweaked out and everything, but I, I was yeah. kind of like, oh, what's up with this fool? But I understood, like, hey, this is his neighborhood. Like, I gave him enough respect to say, I'm a visitor in his neighborhood. Yeah, almost, well, dude, you know? I mean, I mean, my, my plan was, like, I already knew the get down. I wasn't going to come over here and be like, hey, like, right. like uh, you know, I'm this right. I'm this new dude here, mm-hmm. and you, you can't come into and the I shop. And I got a set of rules. And you know what, no. this, this mm-hmm. is how it is. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, yeah, a little bit, I have, I have uh, you know, a certain standard that I have to keep, but I'm not going to treat these people bad, you know what right. I mean? I'm, if... if if they come in, I'm gonna treat them friendly. They're right. gonna, you know, I'm gonna make sure that that you know I'm respectful. Right. Um, I'm in their home. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, I'm yeah. in their home. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we're in their home, and so and I so think, like when new people yeah 
you know, these new people that are opening up, it's like, hey man, I built a foundation here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already built this community. Mm-hmm. I, I built a community yeah. here. Have enough respect to come talk to me or check in with me. Yeah, or yeah. Come, yeah. And and not and, and not to be like. No, I know. Not to be like knees, uh, who, just who like, I think I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. like, you know, if if you like our style, and there and you're moving into a neighborhood that was predominantly a Mexican American mm-hmm. or or yeah. hit, or yeah. however you want to call it, right? Come by and say what's up. Yeah. Like, hey, man, this is who I am. Um, you know what? I I I, I love the type of work. This is you know I'm also mm-hmm. influenced by that. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Um, just be friendly. Be, right. Show some class. Be show respectful. Some class. Man. Show some respect. Yeah. 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 That's that's the very least that they can do. All right. Uh, Seventy-one Monte Carlo dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you on the streets out here. I see you I fucking. You know, and that's another form of like letting it be known. Hey, you know what? This is still our neighborhood. You know what I mean? And so I love that to see the the car around here parked in front of the shop. Sunset Boulevard, Echo Park, you yep. know, it's good to see that drop Monte Carlo like that. Um, one, what's next for, for as you, as far as like an, another car or for that car and, and, um, and what's next for a classical? Well, I think, I think what's next for a classical is just basically doing what we've been doing. I mean, I, I don't think that, uh, that, uh, I'm not going to change it that much. You know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I was a, I was the first one here. Um, I've been get, um, do, we've been servicing the community. We've been re, uh, respectful to the community. We're going to keep it the same. Okay. Um, we're just gonna keep on doing good work and just try to step it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, just with the, the the quality of work that we're that we're that we're pushing, we're gonna be putting out. Yeah. But um, we're we're here, man, and uh, we're gonna keep on. Being here, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna do what we're do, man. Honestly, yeah. we're the lions around here. Yeah, right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, we're as long as we can stay here. That's that's how long we're gonna stay here and and just keep on moving forward. And that's cool. I think that that's why I started doing this um, this little podcast was because was with precisely with people that said, hey, we're not changing. Times are changing. Yeah. People are changing. Customers are changing, but we're not changing. We're staying. Yeah, you know, you know I, I, I've, had, I've had some of the lo- uh, the locals from around here be like, you know, it's changing so much that if you were to leave, it's definitely not Echo Park anymore. Yeah, right, right, right. And to me, that's a big deal, man. That that no, I that think it's true. So I think I think it's true. I've even thought about it too. I've even thought about. I've even thought about it where the sense like what happens when the classical is gone mm-hmm. and then that's like the last pillar bro that's the fucking last pillar so I know that you and I have talked about it and I've said bro don't ever don't ever close up don't ever Dude, you know as, what I as mean? long as I can yeah. keep my doors open yeah. I, I mean we're, we're, we're gonna be here yeah it's you the know? one that you can see shop 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 classical you know what I mean and yeah. and not only that, but I've seen you, bro. You're friendly to a lot of the other shop owners around here. The coffee guy next door. You're like, hey, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Even, yeah, yeah. As much as you're friendly to the to the señora viendendo the aguacates right here on the corner. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I try to be friendly to to all of my neighbors. You know, um, if my neighbors give me respect, I'm definitely gonna give them all my respects. You know, yeah. and if, and if uh, and and I'm always open. If anybody wants to come and, t- and and talk to me and approach me, like I'm more than welcome to speak to you know whoever wants to come by. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and let them know a little bit about me. And, right. and that's what I think. I think that you know some, some people, 
that are moving in, they don't, they're not reaching out. They're not reaching yeah. out to say yeah. like, hey man. Because they're not, they're not invested in this community yeah. To, yeah. To, that, to that extent. You know, they might open something up, but they don't care yeah, just, about the señora selling the aguacates right here in the corner. You know what I mean? No. And, you know, those people, I, I, I get, you know, I, I go and, and, and I'll get stuff from them to take right. home. Right, right, You know, mm-hmm. um. Because we always I, have. I know, know how I, mean? hard, yeah. I know how hard it is for them. I see them out here. So mm-hmm. it's my community. You know, I don't go to these big old stores. I mean, if there's some aguacates or whatever out there, mm-hmm. that's what I'm taking home. Right, right, right. Yeah, I just bought some from the, the senior right here. Yeah. All right, last one, bro. And thank you again for everything. Oh, I don't know. We might have thank to you, do another you. one. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, talk yeah. about your, your car and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, because it was a really good story about how you found that car. And, oh, yeah. And, and, um, and then the relation to it. I know you found it here, out here or in, in and Los Feliz. Los Feliz, man. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting there, there, right? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I was actually looking for, let's see, probably like a 75 Monte Carlo, something like okay. what you had, you okay. know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking uh-huh. for. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my wife was looking around and she was, hey, I found this Monte Carlo, but it's a 71. And yeah. I was like, Oh shit! Right, right, right. My uncle had these seventy, these okay. early Monte Carlos, yeah, and I yeah. was like, "Well, I was born in '71. Let nice. me go check yeah. that." Let me yeah, go yeah. Check. So I checked it out, and um, the guy was an actor, and he was in where was he at? He was in Canada at the time. Oh, okay. And he left it to his buddy. Okay. And his buddy, he was gonna keep it. Yeah. But he knocked up his lady and boom, twins. Oh, wow. So he was like, oh, I got to get yeah. rid of it. I know what I could so, sell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was there and uh, <laughs> I took it off his hands. All right. You know, um, I was able to drive it. Yeah. Change a few bushings and it okay. was good. Yeah. It was good. I mean, later on, I, you know, I opened up a big old can of worms. Right, 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 right. As I know, right, right, right. <laughs> All right. Um, last thing, bro. What, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to start like a little segment with tattooists, but. What tattoo are you tired of doing? What tattoo am I tired of doing? Yeah. Oh, man. What's the one? Like the one that people are like, yeah, I'm thinking this. And you're like, yeah, maybe try something else. Or, you know what I mean? You know what? Or do you even have? You might not even have one that you're like, no, I'm not tired of it. The ones that I'm... The one... There's not one, but it's the style that I'm I'm just like, why? You know, (laughs) I've had people come in here and, and they're like... I want to get this word. I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, joyful. Oh, like serenity right? or something. Serenity. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they uh-huh. want it to look like a two-year-old wrote it. Oh, wow. Like just just chicken scratch. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I'm like, you know, and I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, I can make it really nice yeah. and everything. And they're like, no, no, that's too nice. And I'm be, I'll be like, well, how do you want it? They were like, I just want it like, you know, just, yeah. just like really quick. Wow, and I'm like, really just really quick. quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, and like so if I'm that's like, gonna change the price on it so, or something. So I'm like, so you, you want it like a two year old wrote it? Yeah. They're like, yeah, kind of like that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why don't you get a fucking two year old to write it and then bring it? So those are the ones where I'm kind of like, okay, this is. Oh, and they always want like faith or serenity or hope or something, right? Oh, dumb shit. <laughs> All right, man. But anyways, thank you. But keep on coming, cause <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep coming through. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it with, like my left hand or something. Yeah, thank I mean, I, I, I mean, I still treat them good. You know of course, I mean? but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're yeah, tired of that. But shit. I'm just like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, man, it's a beautiful car. Thank you. Man. I know, I know the the road that it took to to get it there. 
I always get the real sacrifice. The real sacrifice. I know that uh, I get a kick uh, seeing your kids in there, you know, because I know they were on you tough too. Like, hey, get the car done, you know. And I, I trust know, me. Like, I know. Dad, it feels like we don't even have a low rider yeah. anymore. And I was like, Dad, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. All right, man. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. And yeah, uh, I can't wait to get your ride out, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, that's another. Yeah, yeah, that's another episode. <laughs> All right, thank you, man. You got it, bro.